Hello and welcome to Luke's home C2C League name still under construction. I am Luke Probasco. I'm Jacob Belleville. And today we have a special guest with us, Corey Bachman. Welcome, Corey. Thank you, guys. Nice to be here. Great to have you on. So we're going to get right into the quick hitters. Uh, we're going to start trying to do some players that we want to have this or that um, try to do some big names. We might do some smaller names later. Today we're going to do, who do you want more, JSN or Rakeem Jarrett? Jacob's going to take Rakeem Jarrett. I'm going to take JSN, and here are our arguments. So I'll let you go first, Jacob. Sure. So kind of my argument with Rakeem Jarrett is obviously highly touted recruit coming out. Um, ends up going to Maryland, which kind of shocked people. Maryland also isn't going to have – I guess the best team around him or the offense to, to really have him be popping off every year, but he has been productive since he's been a freshman. Um, I did find one of the things I really like about him is he can play slot and outside. So over the, for 2020 and 2021, there's only one wide receiver who's averaged over five yards per route run against man coverage. And it's Rakim Jarrett. The reason I think that's an important stat is because these guys really don't play that much man coverage when they're in college. So unless you're going up against Derek Stingley Jr. at LSU, you're probably not going to get manned up. But he's been hyper-efficient against man coverage, which is used way more in the NFL. And so that's what I like. And then he is a he's definitely a great athlete. He's been clocked over 22 miles per hour multiple times, so that puts him in that 4-4, you know, 40-time range. So He was also – was he – a Texas Longhorn commit and then flipped to Maryland. Is that? I think it was. I think it was. I know it was a big school. I think it might have been LSU to Maryland. Okay. Yeah. To stay home. Because, yep. Yeah, I remember it was a big. It was a big name. So, uh, my my argument for JSN is, I also think he can play inside and outside. He does really well as in the slot. Um, I think that's where he'll be be this year. Um, but he's six two one ninety six, or you know, supposedly, who knows what actually happens when you get into your uh, weigh in and all that stuff on combine. But he had a weighted dominator rating of thirty percent, which is pretty good, especially for being a, a third option on the Ohio State team where you had two f- first rounders go. He had ninety five receptions um, for one thousand six hundred and six yards and nine touchdowns. Um, touchdowns, you know, non-sticky, they're hard to come by, but you know, 1600 yards for a third op. I don't even want to say a third option, but like a third wide receiver on the field, um, which is pretty good. Uh, receptions, yards per team pass attempt. He was at 3.25, um, just for, um, an idea of how good that number is. If you think back to um, um, Chase, Jamar Chase, back in, was it 2019, he had a a yards, receiving yards per team pass attempt of 3.14. So he's just a shade above, like, what Jamar Chase did in that prolific LSU year. So just kind of gives you an idea of, of where that is. And then CJ Stroud's just been super accurate at 71.9%. So like he's getting, you know, good opportunities, not 
you know, there are a lot of catchable passes. I don't know exactly how much, what that percentage is, but pretty good. Um, and then just kind of going back to Jamar Chase in that, in that year with LSU, he also had a 30% weighted dominator rating. You know, the receiving yards per team pass attempt was just a shade under what JSN's is. Um, he's 6'2", 208, so he's just eight pounds more than um, JSN. And he had about 180 more yards on nine less receptions. So, like, granted he had 20 touchdowns, which is like two times as much as JSN, but that kind of gives you an idea of, like, how how good JSN was and being the third – I don't – again, I don't want to say third option, but – yeah. Two two first round wide receivers that are now gone. So I'm and, looking for yeah, him to just explode this thing, year. Part of my thing is like if you have a really good offense in a, on your college team and depending on the scheme you're running, it it can affect that yards per team pass attempt. So I generally use yards per route run just because if you combine like I don't know, if you combine multiple years but a guy just was playing in every game but he ne- wasn't necessarily running routes every game all of a sudden his yards per team pass attempt looks terrible, but in the reality they're asking him to block on this particular play. Gotcha. So that, that, that's just what I do. But, yeah, I mean, he definitely had a great year. I do want to see him on the outside a little bit more. Um, and, and there, I, there, there were just a few times when I watched him that he kind of got caught from behind, so, like, I'll take the speed, I guess, if I can get it. But And I don't think we're going to see him out on the boundaries much this year because I think it's going to be – um, see that stinks. I want like you want to see that because he he just did really well. So they're gonna keep him there, and then they're gonna have Buka on the outside along with uh, Marvin who, Harrison. Yeah, Marvin Harrison. So Marvin Harrison will be on the outside, and every once in a while he might, but it's it's I would assume it's gonna be less like nine percent or less. He'll probably be on the outside unless something yep. dramatically changes. So. I did think it was interesting and just kind of looking up, like kind of diving into Rick Kim Jarrett is his numbers like mirror DJ Moore's. Do they? Like there's similar height, similar recruiting pedigree. And so it's kind of cool, but he needs a big, he needs a thousand yard season this, this next year to be DJ Moore. All right. So that was our quick, quick hitter. So take that from what you, what you will, but, uh, that, kind of want to start doing those uh week to week next week or our next episode jacob you wanted to do uh highlight was it Boutte and who's the other one we'll figure it out all right ncaa news was it who quentin johnston yeah that's who it was uh ncaa news noah rogers uh he is my wide receiver 10 for 2023 he is. I think I had him all the way up at six. I was a big fan. He is a composite four star and twenty four sevens composite wide receiver nine. So now Ohio State has the twenty four seven composite Ianis wide receiver two, Tate wide receiver three, and Noah Rogers wide receiver nine for their incoming <coughs> recruiting class. So. Tough luck to be a 2022 wide receiver. I mean, I'm not a big fan of 
the ones that they brought in, which you can kind of see kind of highlights from the talent that they, you know, are attacking for 2023. But that, you know, Ohio State just reloads when it comes to wide receivers. I mean, if they're ranked that high, they're not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, so they're – whoever wins that quarterback job next year, assuming C.J. Stroud goes pro – gonna have a lot of good weapons on top of marvin harrison jr like sticking around so well it's kind of a crapshoot to even draft like incoming freshmen but then on top of it it's a crapshoot if they even get a chance at ohio state right now if you're a wide receiver yep um then archie manning goes to texas makes his commitment there um i think i made it pretty well known how i feel in the chat about that i think he's gonna come in sit a year behind quinn and then 2024, that's that's his year. Thoughts, Corey or uh, Jacob, on that? I don't know. Uh, I keep everything I keep seeing is, is he was not going to end up going there in the first place. He's going to peek him and go somewhere else. But that's just stuff I read on Facebook. So yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. I think I think he ends up staying there just because, from what I learned so far about the recruiting process, like. Schools try to get that quarterback and then build around them and use that quarterback to help recruit other athletes there. So if you get Arch there, it's like, hey, I'm here, and then they kind of go and do their own little re- mini recruiting off the side of the school. Like, hey, you know, the coach will say, hey, we kind of want to get this person here, and they kind of reach out and, and do that. And I think having that name is going to help. If somebody's on the fence about coming to Texas, I think, helps helps that and people are gonna follow him for sure yep and they they had one of the top recruiting classes for offensive line this year so i think texas is gonna be okay this year but they're probably you know they're not back yet um i think they'll probably have a 500 record maybe a little bit better but here in the next two to three years once those kids get a little bit bigger and stronger, I think that Texas O-line is going to really help for Manning going forward. So I think yeah. I think Texas is – Stark is – word on the street was that he was, you know, kind of on the hot seat a little bit if he didn't produce this year with Quinn. But anytime you bring in Arch Manning as a recruit, I don't really care how you do this year. It's going to buy you a little bit more time. Like, hey, look what I can do recruiting-wise. Stark's always had some good quarterbacks and even his bad quarterbacks. He's made pretty well. Um, I think he coached Drew Locke. Um, He's had just some average quarterbacks. I think he had Cody Kessler maybe. But, like, he makes him have some pretty prolific college careers. So whoever whoever is – the quarterback with Stark, uh, good things tend to happen. I believe Texas is back once they don't give up the same amount of points that they're scoring. Well, uh, what about it's going to be rough when they go to the SEC. Like, they might be back for Big 12 and then, hey, we're going to the SEC, and oh, well, now we're back to being middle of the pack. When is that? When do they leave? Was it 2024? Twenty twenty five. Twenty twenty five. I think if they don't want to pay like the buyout, whatever, like whatever insane millions of dollars that is, but it also might be worth it for them to leave early. So I don't know. And I don't. 
I can't wait for week one when they play Alabama, but Alabama's just going to crush them. And it's part of me is a little bit nervous that I believe Quinn wins the job. And if you're playing that Alabama defense with Will Anderson, like, and that offensive yeah. line, like, isn't that great? Like, could they mentally just break him? Kind of like DJU got broken by George's defense right away. Like, could he be seeing ghosts out there? Like, that's a real possibility. I'm like, part of me is like, I hope Hudson Card plays, like, week one just because he's got some experience. And then after that, like, okay, yep, you you weren't the guy. And now, now yours, you come in there and we just kind of – kept you safe from from Alabama but I think he gives them the highest ceiling to to do something but we'll see bring on week one or week zero week zero um and then Demarcus Bowman he is in the portal uh Dennis just acquired him in a trade from Jacob so Demarcus Bowman he was a Florida kid who committed to Clemson who then didn't play it down. I think, I think it was in the summer. Transferred to Florida to be closer to home, and then didn't really do much at Florida. And now is in the portal. So, um, trades. Only one that I really want to talk about, and that is Jacob gets DeAndre Hopkins, while Patrick gets Nate's first and second round NCAA picks. Um, I thought that was really good for both parties. Jacobs, your team's pretty good having. Hopkins in there will help. Granted, you have to wait six weeks before he's yep. in there, but he'll at least be healthy. Well, yeah, he was on PEDs. He's <laughs> gonna be he's gonna be doing great. <laughs> and then uh, um, Patrick gets uh, first and second rounder to kind of help bolster his NCAA side or Devi picks. However, he decides to to attack twenty twenty three. So I thought that was a really good trade for both sides. Corey, do you have any? Any comments on those trades? No, I think, like you said, it's it's pretty fair both ways. So, yep. All right, on to NFL news. Jacob, take us away. Yep. So, um, Deshaun Watson meets with the NFL on Tuesday. Um, from what it sounds like, the NFL is going to be pushing for a year. I find it hard to believe that they're going to be able to get a year just because of what's going to happen is they're going to start the negotiation off at a year and then Watson's lawyers are going to come back and be like, well, what'd you do for Dan Snyder and Robert Kraft? And so then it becomes this like just weird back and forth. But I think they probably, I think it's probably going to be around eight games when it's all said and done, but we'll see. I mean, there's a public perception once a year, but we'll, we'll see what the NFL is actually <laughs> able to do once the NFL PA is involved and all that kind of stuff. And that's like if I'm Watson's lawyers or that you know the players association, it's like, well, he won a year. He already did that. He didn't play last year. So, he got paid though. I guess. So they're not. They, they won't. They won't grandfather that in. So, I. And technically, he was sitting out to go to a different team. So basically, he was doing it of his own volition. Gotcha. He wasn't being told that he had to stay at home. So I, I don't know. They paid Cleveland paid a lot of money to have Jacoby Brissett to open the season this year as a quarterback. 
Corey, do you got any takes? Uh, my only take is I think it's pretty shady that uh, this year I think he's only going to make like a million dollars just in case he got suspended. I thought that's pretty shady, but I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't break my heart if he didn't play this year, to be honest. No, and I mean, I took that as worst-case scenario as he sits out a full year when I made the trade for him, and I'm like, you know what? He's still going to be 26, 27. Oh, so, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't foresee anything happening where, like, the suspension comes down, it's indefinite, and then he just kind of fades off and, like, never we never hear from him again. I just I don't see that happening. That would be, like, the worst-case scenario. For me, for sure. Like, <laughs> it's like indefinite we don't know when he's coming back like that would just be the worst like just tell us it's a year i you know i can't remember who i listened to but they had mentioned like you know the nfl put this out there for a reason like yep hey we're thinking he might get a year to kind of get public perception of like yeah like a year sounds about right or are people up in arms like oh he's only getting a year this and that and and kind of base their decision on how the football community that that is their customer takes that information. I th- so I think that was you know pretty pretty smart on the NFL side point for getting that information. Yeah, they do there. it all the time. I mean, they're concerned with the PR aspect of everything. It sucks, but they're not they're not like concerned with the humane or humanity aspect of any of it. Yeah. They want to know what the blowback is for them based on what they give. Yep. I honestly don't think Goodell's getting very much sleep these days with the Watson thing and the Washington thing with Gruden and whatnot. I think he's, I don't think he's sleeping very well these these days. No. Yeah. Be and that's the other thing is like he works for the owners, like, and then you got the owners doing that type of stuff as like, well, guys, like I'm trying to help you. You can't be like doing this shit to me. Right. Right. Well, that's that's why I think it is powerful for like the NFLPA to be like, okay, so we hold owners to a lower standard than we're holding players to. Because basically, I mean, Robert Kraft got a slap on the wrist for basically doing the exact same thing. Yep. For the most part, but so then um, there's a report of Alvin Kamara bracing for six game suspension for his fight in Las Vegas. I read somewhere that that was just. There was a beat writer that brought it up again, but nothing really changed about the circumstances. So, like, he was just bringing it up to, like, get some clicks or something. Because that was reported directly after it happened, too. Yeah. I think, I think you know, it's also valid because I think a lot of people kind of forgot about it. And, oh, yeah. You know, with the whole Watson stuff, there's eyes everywhere else but Alvin Kamara. So, yeah. Seasonal leagues, probably, you know, don't want to draft him too early I mean yeah maybe not even at all that offense is going to be pretty brutal yeah so then uh, Josh Palmer is working with the first team which when I looked that up it kind of surprised me just because I wasn't a big Josh Palmer guy but good for him yeah he was kind of a surprise selection by the Chargers in the first place and then it's like okay well he didn't really do much and now he's starting to make some noise, so wait and see, I guess. 
Then the last thing is James Robinson not expected to be ready for a training camp, and is, does that go into the season? I think so. And, you know, ooh, shocked. A guy who tore his Achilles in, like, week 16 isn't going to be ready. I thought it was just comical that Sleeper had put it out there. It's like, yeah, like, no duh. Like, yeah. it's going to be hard to come back from. It's like, I get it that Cam Akers came back, but I I don't see it for James Robinson. And just kind of too bad for him because he's, he's playing in his contract year since he was an undrafted free agent. So, yeah, do all those good things those first two years. Hurt your Achilles. Now you miss your little contract year. The you know the Achilles has kind of been that death nail for running backs. We'll kind of see how you know Cam Akers and uh, was it Devonte Foreman? You know, yep. you know Devonte Foreman. Came back. Yeah, Akers came back quick last year, but he wasn't the same same player. Any anywhere close to the same player? I don't think. No, it looked like it. It was it was towards the end of the season <laughs> playoffs. So you always wonder because like. I don't know. I'm. I, I was always an Adrian Peterson fan, but then once you get to the playoffs, if he's the only thing on the roster, it's pretty easy to stop the running back. But um, obviously, the Rams had a lot more than that on the roster. But we'll see. I mean, he's getting another so many months to kind of rehab and get right, and so it'll be interesting to see. I hope he just gets. Oh, it's good. oh I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. I was just gonna just gonna say to Jacob and Peterson was always good to fumble two or three times in the playoffs too. So. It's all good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just, <clears throat> I just hope Robinson gets like one more chance somewhere else, even if it's just a one-year contract, because he did great. And then you know, this is kind of what you, we talk about on the college side of the NIL deal, like get your money because you never know what happens. Like, undrafted free agent pops, looks good, hurts himself. He might, you know, he might never really play in the NFL again. Who knows? Well, and this is where draft capital really does come into play is of those second contracts because the way the Jaguars look at James Robinson is they haven't invested anything. Yep, new coaching staff, everything. You got ETN. Even if, even if he was healthy, right, and he split time with ETN or even started over ETN, they'd probably move on from him after this year and give ETN the ball. Yep. Not that it's right in a vacuum, but that's generally what happens. So, Corey, we're on to the interview stage. Can you talk to us a little bit about your thoughts when I first asked you, hey, to be a part of the league, and then kind of what your strategy was going into it? Well, my thoughts when you asked me is, if I remember correct, I didn't have much time before before the draft started. Um, to really do a lot of deep dive into um, the college side. Um, I've been doing fantasy for since my senior year in high school, and I'm 50 now, so, you know, obviously all uh, NFL. So that side really wasn't that big a deal. But the college side, was it's been interesting. It's the first time I've dabbled into, into it. And, and I wish I could do more research and more of that kind of stuff, but... Uh, time just isn't there right now but um but yeah i thought it was cool i was excited to be to to do it to try it when you asked was there any like i've mentioned before that i watched a couple like hawaii games because i had people going like are there any like off the wall games that you're like all of a sudden paying attention to because i know you're a hawkeye fan so 
You watch your Hawkeye games and. Yes. Um. Last year, actually, and it was, I think it was, did uh, Virginia play BYU or something really late one night? Uh, Maybe. And and Armstrong had like six touchdowns in the first half or five. I was watching that game. (laughs) That was the one game I can remember. That yes, I was watching it, and it was awesome. Corey, Corey's a big Virginia Cavalier fan now. Well, I wouldn't say that, but if they're on, which a lot of times they are, you know, ESPN or whatever, um, like early or something, but yeah, I'll watch him. I'll, he's pretty good. I, to be honest, I never heard of him until I drafted him, but but uh, yeah, he's he, he whips it around pretty good. That's uh, how a lot of the football players were, because again, I didn't know a whole bunch. I watched the Hawkeyes, and that's about it and learning all these people on the fly. It's like, oh. And, you know, just like fantasy football with the NFL, like, I don't care about anybody on the Washington Commanders, but, oh, like, Antonio Gibson, I care about him. Oh, um, Terry McLaurin, you know, what's going on? Like, now I care about the Washington Commanders, you know, a little bit. So, or anybody on the Houston Texans this year, like, who I, I might Davis Mills is like an intriguing prospect for a super flex league, you know, or or Mac okay. Jones. So, did you have any kind of strategy? Uh, we went so we did the NCAA side first, and you're like, okay, I don't really know what I'm I'm doing here. How did you attack the the NFL side? Well, the NFL side, you know, this is the second uh, dynasty league that I've done, and the other one was with you also, Luke was a year before that and um i went a lot younger in this one and it was different because it's a super flex and the other one wasn't um so i took a couple quarterbacks you know right off the bat when normally there's no way i would do that even in that other dynasty league you know i didn't take a quarterback until maybe the seventh or eighth round but uh but it was definitely different um, I went a little on the younger side, and I didn't really like my team after I was done as much as I thought I would, being um, it was a 10-person or a 10-team league. But I don't know. I think I did okay. I, rem- I remember uh, we were at a birthday party, and you were, like, talking about your first round, and you were like, I should have taken Herbert. I should have taken Herbert. That's what I should have done. Yeah, well, I have <laughs> Herbert in that other dynasty league, too, so that, yeah, so, and then just for other people, uh, Nate and Corey are in my other dynasty leagues, and I asked them to join our league because I really like their thought process, and you know, they they have a purpose to what they're doing, and as opposed to like just kind of willy nilly stuff. And I thought Nate did a really good job um, in that team. What would, that he, be, what would be willy nilly stuff like trying to get the entire thirteen? 13- round of a supplemental draft yeah that i mean that's pretty willy-nilly like i don't even care what it is just i want 1307 so i can have the whole 13th round and probably take about seven to eight hours per pick so everyone's waiting afterwards i mean i'm sure it's that's willy-nilly um i know i didn't and i'll give credit to this league because the other league is a 12 team league and i loved my team after the draft and this team is a 10-person, 10 10-team 10 league, and, and, you know, I got done. I'm like, this is what I got? I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I liked it a little more after I sat down and really looked at it, but I don't know. 
this this league is definitely more challenging than the other. I'll say that. Um, let's see here. What guys on your college or NFL team are you kind of excited about watching this year? Um. Well, I like on the college side. Um, being Clemson's on all the time. I I want to watch Will Shipley. I hope he he really didn't do a whole lot last year. He was all right when he played, but I get you know getting hurt and whatnot. But um, I'm ready to watch him and. Uh, Brandon Armstrong from Virginia, my quarterback. Uh, excited about him. I don't, I'm not sure when it comes to the NFL side if he's going to be an NFL player or not. But um, he put some some pretty good points in the college side. That's for sure. That, that is for sure. Um, and I hope my Iowa guys, my <laughs> Hawkeyes. I hope they. Um, you know, I don't know. This quarterback we got going on, and, and you have Gavin Williams, right? Yep, uh, I think so. I, th- I mean, I think he'll be he'll be pretty good. Well, I'm, Laporta, they keep talking about how you know I see he's rated pretty high, you know, for the draft and stuff next year, you know. But I mean, what has he really done? <laughs> you know, he hasn't done a whole lot. Doesn't seem like anyway. But I don't know him and Keegan Johnson too. I'd like to see him do good. I'm really the other guy you have is Adonai Mitchell for Georgia, and he uh, is basically coming into his second year in college, but he had almost 500 yards last year. So that's pretty yeah. – on an offense that wasn't throwing to anybody other than Brock Bowers for the most right, part. Right. So, yeah. Um, another guy I really like on your team, um, more so from a college football standpoint, but maybe he's got a shot at the NFL is Rasheen Ali. He was one of your waiver pickups and just crushed it. You know, I think he uh, ended up as like RB three or four. Three. Yeah, Yeah. it was really high. He's up there. Who was the quarterback for them last year? Didn't he transfer? Yeah, he's also on your team. He. uh, Yeah. Let's see here. I'm trying to remember. Grant Grant Wells, I think it was. Yes, Grant Wells. I think Virginia Tech, maybe. Yep. Yep. He went to Virginia Tech and. They had a weird spring where they said it's a six-person quarterback race, but by all accounts, it's Grant Wells going to start week one. So you you know nice. you have a quarterback that goes from you know Marshall to a Power Five. Hopefully, things work out well for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So and you brought up you brought up that Ali guy, Ali too, yeah, and and. I really like him too, and like you said, who knows about the NFL? But I think I'll get him for three more years anyway, right? Yep, he's a freshman. Oh, yep. He's a freshman, and they had a couple of their games, you know, on the um, that I got to see, and it was just like they got to the goal line and they just ran him like every single time. Like you talk about touchdown regression and things like that, and I almost don't think it's going to apply to him. Like it, they just kept feeding him, which you know is is great to see last year. Let's see here. He had 23 rushing touchdowns last year. So I would be surprised if he's below 15. He's probably going to be kind of in that 20, um, 20 touchdown range again. And they might lean on him a little more because Wells won't be there. I don't know who the quarterback is going to be there if he's any good or whatever, but I'm sure he's going to. Byron Leftwich probably 
He's coming back to Marshall. He's going to limp the team. Limp the team to victories. Randy Moss, dude. Yeah. Um, anybody on your NFL team you're excited excited about? Um, I want to. I'm excited to see what James Cook does in in Buffalo. Um, he didn't really do a whole lot for me last year um, on the college side. I mean, but uh, I think he's going to be a better pro than he was in college. So I'm, I'm hoping that he gets a lot of run. Um, and Trey Lance too. Um, I have Allen and Brady as my pretty much every week starters. Um, it was nice Brady came back for one more year too. Yeah, that really um, helped out. Yeah, right. You know, good um, thing you kept him. Oh well, yeah, I saw. I wasn't getting. Rid of him. I saw. I saw a couple people, you know, in the in chats that I'm in that are like, "What do we do?" This guy dropped. Um, Tom Brady, and then he comes back and he wants him back, and everyone's like, "Well, you shouldn't have dropped him." Like, it's just like when you know people retire, they stay on the team's roster until they get traded, or like you know, it's it's actual retirement's imminent, and you're actually doing it. I'm pretty sure Justin Blackman is still on the Jaguars roster. (laughs) (laughs) He's just down in Florida doing something. Yeah. What are your thoughts um, about you've got the whole Ravens backfield, J.K. Dobbins, knee injury, Tyson Williams, I think he went to Indy, and then you've got uh, Gus Edwards' knee injury. What what are your thoughts about uh, that whole situation? My thoughts are is I hope uh, J.K. comes back and is good. I mean, I you know. I have him in my other that other dynasty league too, and I really like him. Well, you uh, had him, and then you traded him. Oh yeah, you're right. I did, and I got Austin Eckler, who I really like too. So yeah. You're right. Who who you him. have in this league? Who I have in this league? Yep. So I guess I, I guys, got, if anybody I wants like to know him. who Corey wants, I'll tell you who's on his team because that's what he does. He's like, I'm just trying to get all my guys from my other team. I wish I could be honest because my other team, my other team is pretty good. Yeah, it is uh, very good. But yeah, um, it's nice that what do we have five uh, wide receiver, running back. Yep. Uh, we can start there. Yep. I can't remember the name for it. Flex. Uh, five flex. Five. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I, mean, I could see him throwing, see me throwing him in there. Obviously on bye weeks and stuff. Gus Edwards, if he comes back, good too. I mean, he was. He was pretty darn good two years ago. I mean, obviously they've had a lot of injuries here, you know, the last few years in the running back spot there. But um, Yeah, I feel I like everybody that. everybody wants, like, J.K. Doms to, to just take over that backfield. But, like, Gus Edwards is actually a really good running back. Like, yes. <laughs> they're going to use him too. Yes. So, Corey, what's your, what do you feel is your main weakness on the college side? Um, probably running back and receiver, probably. Um, I lost a lot of players, so, uh, yeah, I would say probably running back and wide receiver. And what about, what about, uh, the NFL side? What do you think is your weakest 
spots. It's weird. I, I was looking at it today, and I have a lot of, of good, solid, like wide receivers. Um, not any top, probably five or eight wide receivers, but still a handful of good, solid ones. Um, I would probably say running back behind uh, um, Eckler and who do I also I start? I think Dobbins. Dobbins, oh, and you got you got uh, Clyde on your team uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts about Clyde and his struggles he's had the first couple of years? I wish they they use him more. I mean, it doesn't seem. I mean, they throw all all the time. I just wish they would make it more evenly run pass. They do and give him a chance. It doesn't seem like he really gets a chance. I don't think. The odd thing was is he he did pretty well in the passing game at LSU, and they like still don't want to use him in the NFL. See that exact same thing. He did very well in college receiving, and they don't give him a chance at that. So I don't know. I hope he he comes out the number one, and they give him, you know, eighteen to twenty two touches or something a game. Yeah, I could see it change a little bit this year, just because. I mean, their wide receiver room is pretty much all brand new. So, right. depending on how that all shakes out and who they believe in, like they could run the ball a little bit more. They bring McKinnon back too, I think. They did. Yep. Which I don't. I honestly don't love for Clyde edwards lair but because yeah, they got didn't, they have a similar skill set. I didn't like that either, to be honest, because he actually did pretty good in the last year and in the playoffs. So, so what were. What did you say was your kind of weakness on your NFL team or, like, a position that you probably need to get better at? You said running back? running back would probably be, I mean, yeah, so, like I said, I have, I have a bunch of receivers that are good, maybe not great, but, yeah. So, so, just kind of recap for everyone. Corey's like, hey, I need some help on the college side on running back and the NFL side running back, so probably not, you know, driving that pipeline through his college side. So if you want to trade with Corey, I'm thinking he might want some, you know, NFL or college running back. So if, if Corey, if I want to do a trade with you, what's the best way through sleeper? Like, how do I get a hold of you? How do, how do we do that? See, I don't have my, my, uh, uh, notifications turned on for sleeper. It got to be too much there for a while. So I just kind of turned them off. So I don't get on there every day. So that's probably not the uh, best place. Um, message me, maybe on Facebook, to, to check it out, maybe, or something. Uh, and I also feel a lot more comfortable trading on the NFL side than I do college side because I don't know all of the college players as well as I do the NFL side, maybe, if that makes sense. Yep. But yep. It's, easier, it's easier to make a trade with me on the NFL side than it is college side so if i want to trade you a college running back and you're less um informed on the college side how how do i go about you know that conversation with working with you so like you feel like you understand what's going on and you know it's like hey somebody's just not sending me bullshit for you know this good player that I don't know is a good player like how right. right um I mean I can always 
I, I can always Google the players and check them out too, you know, whatever, um, and get to know get to know them better. But uh, I would say, like I said, just on Messenger, on on the on uh, Facebook Messenger, maybe or something, we can talk. Um, I don't know if I have really anybody in the league for friends on Facebook right now, but that'd be the best way for me to do it probably. Cause like I said, I don't get on, on the sleeper app every day. Like most everybody probably does. So. And, uh, some of, some of us. <laughs> and, and that's Corey Bachman. Do you want to spell your last name for everyone? If, yeah. if they want to look you up as in Bachman Turner overdrive, B A C H M A N C O R Y Corey. And then, uh, all right. So, and if you guys have any, like, hey, I want to get a hold of Corey or anyone that you want to get a hold of in the league that you're having a problem with, um, communication is a big thing. We want everyone to have fun and be able to communicate. So um, I obviously got you all into the league, so I, I know you guys in some fashion. So if, if somebody wants to get a hold of Corey or having a hard time finding him on Facebook, feel free to reach out to me and I'll help, you know, try to get that communication lined up. And, and whatnot. Sure. Sure. Um, so, what are some guys that you are kind of targeting that you kind of want? Are there is there anybody that you've looked at? I mean, you've mentioned running backs uh, a weakness. Is there any running backs that you've looked at? You're like, hey, really be really nice to have him on my ice squad, or or do you have anybody on your team that's like, hey, I kind of want to trade him away, see what I can get good question <laughs> um not really i mean like i said when i do my study and if i study for uh the, like the supplemental draft or whatever i you know i pretty much just google top whatever players coming in you know into the into college football this year or whatever and kind of read up on stuff like that but uh i haven't done a whole lot of a lot of research or homework on that uh, i'll just put it that way so well i mean like what about like your like for your current nfl squad like hey i'd really like to have whatever jonathan taylor on my team or i'd really you know is there anybody that you're kind of eyeing like hey these depth pieces might be kind of nice because we have really big rosters so, so it's like hey i might need you know this or that where you kind of think of a th- third bound down back like maybe chris evans is like oh you know i just need something I think I got Chris Evans. I think you on, do. On the practice squad, I think maybe. Yep. Still. Yep. But yeah. Um, I love Justin Jefferson. Whoever has him, I might. We can work something out. What's that? We can work something out. It's just you got him. Yeah. You got him. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, he's he's my guy. I like him a lot. Um. Uh, as far as who is available for trade, I mean, I'll, everyone has a price, you know, so I'll trade anybody, really. That's what I like to uh, hear. Um, yeah. I would say Justin Jefferson is the one guy. I'm a Vikings fan. Uh, also like Dalvin Cook. I saw he got traded here a couple weeks ago. To you, Luke, was it? Y- yeah, yep. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I'm sure we could talk. I'm sure we could, we could, uh, I'm sure. we could I'm dance. Sure. 
All right. Um, anything else? Yeah, that... We can figure it out. I mean, Justin Jefferson. Listen, I'm, I'm an Eagles fan. Those are probably the players that are the hardest to get, to get from me just because I'm a homer a little bit. Uh, but, but the other reality is, like, we don't have that many good players. So. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I think I think I got uh, what's his name, Quez Watkins. I like Quez. Like yeah, I like Quez. I got him, so there you go. He could be part of it. Let's just do it straight up, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, hey, I'm cool with that too. <laughs> <laughs> do you want like uh, all twelfth round picks in the college side or something? I can give you my twelfth round pick too. I'm shooting for fifteenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I can do that. I'm trying to I'm trying to get the thirteenth round, so I'm trying to figure out what I can trade Grim to get the whole thirteenth round. I'm gonna tra- I'm gonna trade him a twelfth round pick for a thirteenth just to break up his block of picks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is all we kind of have on the docket. Corey, is there anything else that you want to to mention to the league? Uh, talk about you mentioned you're a Vikings fan, you're a Hawkeye fan, so. Um, I think Grim really hated picking right after you because, like, you picked all the Hawkeyes that he wanted. Oh, yeah. He, he's tried to get uh, Johnson from me last year. I know, but, yeah, yeah, he, he told me that too, I think. So. <laughs> well, don't let him draft uh, Caleb Johnson. Caleb that's, Johnson. That's your incoming freshman running back who I actually think is going to be really good. So, okay. But he's uh, he's very high on him, so we need we need to just bid that price up on him. Right. Needs I'll, to go before that. the 13th round, that's for sure. Way before. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's traded. He's at, I mean, I don't know what he has before the 13th round, but I'm sure he's traded a lot of those picks to get those 13th rounders, right? Somewhere, somehow. Oh, he doesn't have very much in, in the beginning. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I, I didn't look, you know, within the last week, but I think he was at like 21 picks or something that he has, and we've got 15 rounds, so. Wow crazy but all right well that's all we got for you guys today um wednesday jacob and i will be doing an interview with colin decker one of the co-founders of the c2c website um so if you guys happen to have any questions that you want to ask feel free to drop them in our chat and uh i will ask those on wednesday he's going to break down our supplemental guys that are available and incoming freshmen um, and attack the supplemental draft from a Debbie standpoint. We had uh, Brandon on last week and he attacked everything kind of from a college football production phase. So this is depending on how you want to do it, split your um, supplemental up with Debbie and college producers or all college producers or all Debbie these uh, couple episodes will be good ones to listen to so that's on Wednesday and then Thursday or Friday uh, Brett's going to be on and Jacob is going to be a game time decision he'll be out on family vacation he'll be getting back that day so we'll see how that goes but after Friday that podcast should should be published Friday and then we've interviewed everybody and then at that point it's one week until our draft on on the 16th and i had some bad planning apparently i'm going to be in minnesota that whole like week before and saturday at 8 a.m when our draft starts i will be driving back from like an hour north of brainerd minnesota back so we'll see how 
how that goes. Since I got quite a few picks, hopefully be able to rat-a-tat-tat them, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I do plan... <laughs> you're going to make... You're gonna make us wait, and you have the first three picks of the draft. <laughs> well, it's eight a.m. Like I'm probably not gonna be on the road yet. It takes a long time to get those kids packed up and ready to go. Is that the first round? And we're gonna <laughs> come out of the gates hot. <laughs> I'll see if Cassidy can start driving, so I can get out of that first two three rounds quick. But uh, I think I might. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to like figure out kind of what I want, and. I might put one second-round draft pick on the block come draft day, depending on how how I how I just end up deciding to go. And I'll probably be like, all right, I'm going to put this on the block for like four hours while I drive, and then I'll get back to you guys and come to me with your best offer. And then if I don't like any of them, take my pick. Otherwise... Um, best offer wins so we'll see how that goes I'm like I, I'm like four hours might might be good enough to get me to Austin Minnesota where we're stopping for the night yeah so well all right well hey have a good uh, week and I'll talk to you guys later I'm Luke Probasco Jacob Belleville Corey Bachman all right talk to you later bye thanks guys